Hello and welcome to another episode of Regularly Scheduled Hostility. I'm your host, Eric Turner. This is for November 22nd, 2019. Got a lot of stuff to get into this week. Uh, we have online drama. We have uh, Cornette uh, resigning from NWA. We have uh, SummerSlam or Survivor Series predictions. Uh, we have NXT uh, War Games predictions to get into. So, let's jump right on into it. We're going to start here with the, all this CM Punk. Or really, it ended up being really Randy Orton and Tony Khan. A little Twitter controversy here. CM Punk, uh, it all started. CM Punk tweeted out um, that basically nobody is safe on um, as far as who they're going to discuss on uh, the WWE backstage show on Fox, or Fox Sports 1. And he tagged um, a few people like Renee and uh, WWE on Fox and I think maybe Booker T. But he also tagged for some reason and I don't know why. Maybe we'll get a reason why from CM Punk himself. I don't know. For some reason he tagged Tony Khan. And probably part of it was just, you know, to stir up some shit or uh, sort of gain some attention uh, to that tweet um, and possibly it could be maybe a little bit of a shot back at uh, AEW because maybe he's sort of teasing that maybe they'll be taking shots at AEW the way that AEW has been taking shots constantly at WWE um, so anyway he tagged him and Tony Khan responded uh, nobody's safe uh, like wrestlers in Saudi Arabia of course taking a shot at WWE and you know their wrestlers being stranded in Saudi Arabia a couple weeks ago um, and then Randy Orton uh, came in uh, with a link to an article about Tony Khan's father being investigated for corruption which turned out to not be true. They found no evidence of corruption or he wasn't charged or anything like that. Um, so it ended up being a bullshit story. And Tony Khan responds, you know, saying this is a this is a year plus year old article um, based on, you know, baseless claims and nothing ever came of it. And blah blah blah. And then he mentions Randy Orton using the N-word on a Twitch stream. So, I'm not sure exactly what this has to do with this particular conversation, but whatever. Um, and then, uh, Orton comes back with a little zinger saying, Alright, Jacksonville Dixie. Uh, or whatever you say, Jacksonville Dixie, something like that. The point was that the Jacksonville Dixie was sort of like, they're com he's comparing him to Dixie Carter in TNA. It's just kind of funny because it sort of seems like he's sort of becoming like that. Sort of let the uh, sort of letting the uh, the inmates run the asylum um, in AEW. But uh, I saw a lot of people taking sides on this, like trying to convince other people, like oh Tony Khan got the better of him, or Randy Orton got the better of him. The main thing I want to know is why CM Punk tagged Tony Khan in the first place. 
like the real reason because we can speculate all day long I mean I even speculated a little bit that you know maybe he was just doing it to get more attention to the tweet or uh, possibly maybe they're going to be, start taking shots at AAW at least maybe on that backstage show maybe not on actual TV sort of the same way that AEW has been taking shots constantly at WWE on TV and on YouTube and social media and stuff like that so but it's died down since then you know just another one of those things that it's in the news for a couple days and then there's something else in the news which we'll get to another big thing that was in the news a couple days ago Um, uh, Jim Cornette resigned from NWA amid controversy, controversy and backlash of him making a racist comment um, and a bad attempt at humor. Um, during the uh, episode seven, I believe it was of NWA TV or NWA Power, he made a sort of attempted a joke um, during the Trevor Murdoch match saying that he's the only man he's ever known that could strap a bucket of fried chicken to his back and uh, uh, ride a scooter through Ethiopia which of course people you know found as being racist you know because yeah, I don't have to explain to you why it is. If you don't get it, then you don't get it. But I'm not going to explain it to you. Because then people will start coming after me saying I'm racist. No. But anyway, he said that. And, you know, I saw people saying, you know, just losing their shit on Twitter. Saying, you know, this is the last NWA episode I'm ever going to watch. Or, you know, fuck NWA for hiring this racist, you know, piece of shit or whatever. Um, so it looks like... You know, and uh, Dave Logana or whatever put out a little apology saying, you know, that they made one of our talents made a mistake and said something that a lot of people found offensive. Um, but then it came later on in the day that he actually ended up, Cornette ended up, ended up actually resigning. And got to give a shout out to uh, Don Tony here because I heard it on his uh, Wednesday Night Dynamite episode from uh, this past Wednesday he brought up something that I didn't know about and you know that it was not necessarily a racist joke or at least that's not the way he intended it um, he you know DT was saying that you know and I like I said I didn't know this probably because I wasn't even born yet but back in like he this isn't the first time that Cornette has done this He's done it at least two other times, like, either that's been recorded on audio or on TV. And, like, the first time he did it was, like, in the mid-80s. And during the mid-80s, Ethiopia was going through uh, through a hunger crisis. A lot of people were starving to death and everything like that. So, obviously, if you look at it like that, a person doesn't even have to be a white person. could be a black person. It could be a Latino person. Anybody who's got a bucket of chicken walking through Ethiopia with all these people starving, you know... They're probably going to be attacked or murdered or something because those starving people are going to want to go and get that fucking fried chicken. 
So the fact that he's able to um, uh, you know, skateboard or whatever the hell it was through Ethiopia and not be attacked or not be murdered or anything like that shows how tough of a guy Trevor Murdoch is. Now, of course, a lot of people didn't take it that way. They took it just, you know, of course, the way a lot of people do nowadays. They took everything and as being racist and, you know, yeah, yeah, it definitely was. <laughs> I mean, um, not going to defend Cornette on that one. Um, I'm really anxious to uh, listen to the uh, Corny experience later on today. Uh, because he's apparently going to be addressing it. So it'd be interesting to see how he responds or how he tries to defend it or, you know, whatever. And he'll probably bring up the whole Ethiopia thing, like people starving over there. Um, so, shout out to Don Tony because I had no idea about that. And it definitely gave it a little bit of a different spin as far as just not being a, a racist joke or a black and white thing or a race thing. Um, it was still a bad attempt at humor, and I would like to think that Cornette probably should have kind of known that, yeah, that joke would have gotten by maybe in 1985 or whatever it was when he first made the joke. Um, one, because it was more relevant, because, you know, that Ethiopia um, hunger crisis was in the news and it was a big humanitarian crisis. Um, a lot of people starved to death. Um, and then another thing, you know, people were less, you know, less, uh, less sensitive. And there was no social media and everything like that. Because now everything can spread like wildfire. If somebody says anything remotely that could be construed as racist, you know, somebody puts it up on the internet or audio recording or video of it. And just goes crazy uh, through the... Uh, through the whole uh, web of the internet. Um, so Cornette's out. Um, I mean, I, I kind of figured that he was going to eventually do something or say something that he would get fired or resign. I was didn't think it was going to be this quick. I thought maybe it'd take six months or a year or something before he did something or said something, whether it be on the NWA podcast like this was, or maybe he just said something on one of his podcasts. Um, but uh, so yeah, so there's that. Um, moving on from that, uh, WWE redesigned the uh, Universal title, and well, they really didn't redesign it. They just changed the color of the strap. Now it's like a blue. Now it's like a blue strap, like a dark blue strap. Like it's almost even kind of purplish, depending on a. Depending on what picture you're looking at and the lighting, that the belt is in the picture, it even looks sort of like purplish blue. So, you know, it's still the same basic crappy, the crappy design, as it was before. Just the strap is a different color, so. You know, it is what it is. At least it's something new, I guess. Um, okay, now we're moving along here to uh, the Survivor Series and NXT War Games predictions. Um, Going to start out here with the War Games match. 
we have the uh, men's uh, NXT War Games match, which has an undisputed era: Kyle O'Reilly, Adam Cole, Bobby Fish versus uh, Team NXT, or like the babyface team, I guess you could say, which is a uh, Tommaso Ciampa. Keith Lee, Donovan Dajakovic, and somebody to be named also. Um, I'm going to go with uh, the babyface team, Tommaso Ciampa's team, to win that one. Um, and you'll sort of see why later on, why I picked them um, over Undisputed Era. Um, so going with the, with the babyface team there, Tommaso Ciampa's uh, team, um, to win that one. And then we have the women's war games match, which I'm really, really excited to uh, see. You have the uh, like team Shayna, or not? Uh, yeah, Shayna, which is uh, Shayna Baszler, uh, Io Shirai, Bianca Belair, and Kaylee Ray versus the uh, versus the other team, the babyface team of Rhea Ripley, uh, Candice LeRae, Tegan Knox, and Mia Yim. Um, this match, I'm going to go with the team Shayna to win this match. Um, the uh, team Shayna has the one woman advantage in the uh, in this match because of the uh, ladder match from last week on NXT. Um, So, going with uh, Team Shane on that one. And the other match is uh, Matt Riddle versus Finn Balor. This should be a pretty damn good match here. Um, you know, Finn Balor is sort of the heel uh, now here in NXT. Um, be interesting to see if he's going to be a demon. I mean, yeah, this is basically sort of his first singles match back in NXT, so maybe he'll break it out. I mean, I know there hasn't been any like teasing of it or anything like that, so maybe he'll maybe it'll just be a big, a nice surprise for everybody to see Demon Finn Balor. Uh, this one sort of went back and forth on this one, um, but I'm gonna go with uh, Finn uh, winning his like first singles match uh, back on the NXT roster um you know Matt Riddle you know he's got star written all over him so you know taking this loss right here in this match won't hurt him one bit as far as his you know place on the roster or his push or anything like that so gonna go with Finn there and that's all the matches I have for NXT War Games I'm sure there's gonna be at least one more there might be the uh the Cruiserweight Championship match possibly will be on there, which uh, be uh, Leo Rush versus Angel Garza. Um, gonna go with Leo to uh, retain there. Um, I'm, you know, I think he's probably, at least right now anyway, the best option as far as who's gonna have to, who to hold the title for the Cruiserweights. Angel Garza sort of getting a little bit of a push here. Um, but just think Leo is going to retain it. Don't think they're going to take it off of him yet. So let's move on to the Survivor Series uh, predictions here. We have a triple threat match. 
AJ Styles versus uh, Nakamura versus Roger Strong. Gonna be a hell of a match here. Um, gonna go with Nakamura to win. Um, I think this may be the beginning of a little bit of a push for him. Nakamura, I mean. Um, I think Strong will have a good showing in this match. But I think they sort of just threw Roger Strong in there just for the other two guys to sort of uh, just bounce off of and work with. You know, you got three of the best workers uh, on the roster between NXT and the main roster. So it should be a pretty darn good match here. But uh, I'm going to go with Nakamura to win that match. Next match is the uh, Survivor Series match. Team Raw, Team SmackDown, and Team NXT. Gonna go with Team Raw to win. Um, don't know why. I just think. Um, I just think that Team NXT definitely isn't gonna win it. And Team SmackDown, I think, just sort of lacks. Other than Roman Reigns, sort of lacks the uh, the name power. That name uh, recognition for that team, so I'm gonna go for Raw there. Um, and then you have uh, Becky Lynch versus Bailey versus Shayna Baszler. I'm gonna go with Becky to win. Um, I sort of went back and forth, like maybe Baszler, you know, be able to come in here against the two uh, main roster champions and maybe uh, pull off the win. But after I thought about it, yeah, you know. Because a lot of uh, some of these people on these two uh, pay-per-views, they're going to be pulling double duty, um, such as Shayna Baszler, because she's going to be in the previous, the pre, the night before, she's going to be in the uh, NXT uh, War Games women's match. So, you know, she's going to be one that's pulling double duty um, this weekend. But uh, just think Becky uh, is going to win, you know, continue her monster push that she's been getting for the last year or whatever it's been. Uh, next match is the Viking Raiders versus the Revival versus Undisputed Era. And this is one that I think Undisputed Era or the NXT people are going to win. Um, that's why I sort of didn't pick Undisputed Era in the uh, men's war games match. Because I have them winning this match um, against these two other tag teams. You know, Viking Raiders, they've been running through the uh, running through the uh, roster of tag teams, basically just squashing them in, up until this past week, um, where they actually went like 10 or 12 minute match um, against a team when it probably should have only been maybe 5 minutes at the most. Um, and the revival was just sort of meh there. So, got on Speeded Air winning there. Bobby Fish and Kyle O'Reilly. Um, and then we have the Universal Championship match. Bray Wyatt versus Dana Bryan. Uh, Bray Wyatt, a.k.a. The Fiend. I think most people are going to pick The Fiend to win this. I would imagine probably with the Mandible Claw. Or maybe he'll do the Mandible Claw into the, uh, into the Sister Abigail. But probably will win with the Mandible Claw. I love the fact that he brought back the Mandible Claw. I love that shit. Growing up with mankind. So, glad uh, Bray has brought that back. Um, so, got Bray retaining there. 
And the final match is uh, Brock Lesnar versus Rey Mysterio for the WWE Championship. And this was made into a no DQ, no disqualification match. So are we going to get some fuckery with uh, Dominic? Maybe he'll come in and help his father. Or maybe he'll turn on his father, maybe. Who knows? We'll see there. But um, got Brock winning. Don't think they're going to give it to Ray here. Um, even if it's by disqualification, I think Brock is going to win and keep keep the title. Um, so that really does it for predictions. Um, that's at least the matches I have. There may be one or two that maybe I'm missing. But for the most part, that's the matches for this weekend from uh, NXT TakeOver and Survivor Series. Moving along now to uh, the Wednesday Night Wars with the reviews. Um, I'm going to go ahead and get it out of the way here and say... Uh, That I had NXT winning again this week, so I'm going to do NXT first again this week. Um, at the beginning of the NXT, uh, Becky came out, and uh, which got a huge pop, of course, her being on NXT. Um, you know, and said that she you know felt felt good that she's back in NXT. You know, where it all began and everything. But then she got interrupted by Rhea Ripley. Um, and uh, Rhea said, you know, they, uh, Rhea, Rhea uh, got in a good line there saying that, uh, you know, they call you the man, but let's see if you have any balls. And challenged her to a match. Becky accepted, but it ended up being, ended up being a no contest because there was a shit ton of interference. Um, a bunch, shit ton of, like, the SmackDown women's, um, SmackDown Women's uh, like Survivor Series team came out, and the NXT Women's Survivor Series team came out. Um, you know, and we're just big brawl basically. But then Nikki Cross came, and she had a trash can lid and just started just hitting everybody upside the head. Nikki Cross showing a nice little cleavage there, which was nice to see because she's really beautiful. Um, hitting people with the trash can lid and all this stuff on her normal normal crazy self you know um so basically no contest uh next match was Kaylee Ray uh defeated Dakota Kai this was a non-title match and Dakota Kai I can see them sort of maybe building her to maybe do a little bit of a heel turn because you know they did the whole thing where you know her and Tegan, you know, got the, uh, Tegan Knox got the, uh, NXT, or the, the women's tag team title match, but then Rhea Ripley chose Tegan Knox to be on the women's war games roster, our team, and Dakota Kai's, you know, sort of, like, you know, was sort of sad, you know, like, why not, why didn't you pick me or whatever, so I can see maybe they're gonna do, maybe eventually a little heel turn here with Dakota Kai, Maybe turn it on Tegan Knox because they're like best friends on the show. And in real life, I think they're good friends too as well. Um, we had the Viking Raiders defeat the Forgotten Sons in a so-so match, I guess. And the main event was uh, Donovan Dijakovic 
versus Adam Cole in a ladder match. And this was a non-title match. But uh, basically ended up, um, ended up being like a double disqualification sort of thing. A no contest sort of thing, if you will. Um, there's a lot of interference um, here. Um, this was a semi-main event, not the main event. Uh, there's a Seth's Not Cool chant, which was sort of apropos, considering uh, the way he's uh, being perceived, especially online. He's not cool, so there's that. And the actual main event here. Pete Dunne versus Damian Priest versus Killian Dane, and the winner gets an NXT Championship uh, shot against Adam Cole. Um, or actually, this this might actually be on War Games. Actually, this match. So for, forgive me for that. This match was not on on NXT, but it was actually. So yeah, forgive me for that. That uh, triple threat match is not on, was not on NXT. It's actually going to be on, I guess, probably War Games. But either way, the the winner of the match gets an NXT Championship shot against Adam Cole. Uh, somewhere down the line, I don't know if it's going to be, you know, on an NXT episode. Probably will be, or if it's going to be, it's probably going to headline an NXT episode here in the next month or so. Or if it's going to be at the next NXT TakeOver. I doubt it's going to be at the next NXT TakeOver. But Anyway, uh, so that wraps it up for uh, NXT. Now move on to uh, AEW here. We had uh, a pretty damn good match to start off. Uh, AEW, Phoenix versus Nick Jackson. Just balls to the walls. Just non-stop action. Phoenix ended up getting the win. Um, Phoenix just doing what Phoenix does. Some of the stuff he does just makes him look unreal. A solid, really good match to get the crowd hyped up. Next match, Hikaru Shida defeated Britt Baker. So once again, it's sort of like, what the hell are they doing with Britt Baker? She gets no push at the beginning of the TV show. And then she got a little bit of a sort of mini push with a couple wins. Seemed like maybe they were finally sort of getting her, setting her up to maybe face uh, uh, Riho for the NXT Women's title. Uh, here she loses against Hikaru Shida, which I'm a big fan of Hikaru Shida. I think she's just sexy as fuck. But beyond that, she's actually a really talented wrestler. Of course, you know, she can't cut a promo, obviously. She doesn't really know English. But, uh, you know, Hikaru Shida probably... Within the next three months or so, she'll at least be getting a title shot. Who knows, maybe within the next month, she'll be getting a title shot against uh, Riho or whoever the one that, uh, the AEW Women's Champion may be at that time. Maybe she'll be getting it, uh, a title shot um, at the next pay-per-view. Who knows? There was a uh, next match. Was it Battle Royal, Dynamite Dozen, or Dynamite Dozen Battle Royal? Page and MJF are the last two, um, so they'll be facing off next week, and the winner of that match should be a pretty damn good match next week. It might even be the main event for next week. I would imagine it'll probably start off AEW, or it'll be the last match uh, of the night. The winner gets uh, AEW Diamond Ring, which sort of make, 
reminds me of uh, back when Cody was in ROH and uh, he wore the uh, this big like ROH like ring on his hand and he would like, have people kiss it and all that stuff sort of reminds me of that I wonder if it's going to be as gaudy as that ring because that ring that Cody had in ML to, uh, in ROH was like the size of like a Super Bowl ring so there's that uh, Jericho comes out to give a uh, big announcement. Uh, uh, Jericho says that he, he's finally getting the thank you that he deserves. Um, you know, if you follow him on Twitter, he's been saying that, you know, he hasn't been getting the recognition he deserves for basically being the face of AEW, and basically he's the reason why AEW even got the TV deal. But then Scorpio Sky comes out and reminds Jericho that Scorpio Sky was the first person to pin him in AEW so it looks like there may be uh, a match here um but then brawl breaks out uh, the rest of SCU comes out and the rest of inner circle comes out um inner circle end up gaining control of the brawl but then Jurassic Express comes out and that caused the uh inner circle to scatter and like go head towards the back um, and this led to a Luchasaurus match versus Peter Avalon. Luchasaurus won in like two minutes. So that was pretty much a squash match. Good to see Luchasaurus back. He's definitely a big star in this company. He's really over with the crowd. He's over with the kids. He's over with the young adults. He's over with the, you know, with everybody pretty much. Uh, next match, Private Party defeated Ortiz and Santana. Uh, this had another ref botch in it. Um, the guy for Private Party did the thing, the little flip over the, the other guy's head and rolled him up. And as the ref was hand was going down to count three, he stopped. He made it look like maybe uh, Ortiz and Santana. I don't remember who it is because I get them mixed up. But he sort of made it look like maybe... Um, Maybe the guy had like grabbed his leg, so he, but it was obvious that it was a botch. Like he, I guess the guy was supposed to kick out or or something. He was, or he should have at least counted to three. You know, so I'm wondering if this is sort of getting, because uh, this is the second time in like three weeks or something like this that something like this has happened. So I hope it doesn't become a trend. You know, I still, I'll still chalk it up to. Uh, you know, maybe just maybe not just being used to being on TV or something like that. But as a ref, I mean that shouldn't really matter that much. Um, but whatever. Um, uh, and the the final match was a uh, John Moxley versus Allen. Um, another big brawling match between the two you know whenever these two guys are in any match really but particularly against them two you know you're gonna see some wild shit and this was no different uh, especially the very end uh, Moxley gets Darby Allen up on the uh, second rope and hits the uh, paradigm shift which is basically a jumping sort of DDT but instead of him jumping up and giving him like the little DDT thing just from being on the mat 
jumps up off the the uh, the uh, middle rope and just basically just spikes him head first into the uh, into the uh, into the canvas. Looked nasty. Looked fucking badass. Uh, so you know, Darby Allen again loses. You know, I know they try to give him a little bit of a push, but I think he's got to win more. Talking about Allen, I mean Moxley, I think he's won every match he's been in. I think he's like five or six and zero on AEW TV. Um, but Darby Allen, you know, he's got to he's got to win some more before you give him, you know, a AEW title shot. You know, so. Uh, just, uh, one more thing, um, during the NXT review, I forgot to mention the Undisputed Era versus the Revival match. Um, Undisputed Era won a pretty damn good match, pretty damn good match. These are two teams that can really fucking go. Um, good match, but a little long. I think it went about 18, 20 minutes or something like that. So a little bit long, but it was a pretty solid match either way. Um... So definitely can't hate on that. And one last thing before I jump off of here. Tessa Blanchard and Impact, fellow Impact uh, wrestler Daga were engaged. Um, they, Tessa posted a picture on uh, on Twitter or Instagram or whatever, her social media. Uh, of them two, you know, like, you know, holding each other and whatnot. And so congratulations to them. Um, you know, they, a lot of people give Tessa Blanchard shit for sort of looking manly because she has that chin. She has that totally Blanchard chin. I guess she, you know, inherited that from her father. But I think, you know, I think she's pretty damn good looking. She's got a banging body. Um, you know, she's not plastic. Like a bunch of WWE girls, she doesn't have fake tits or anything like that. So, good for them. Uh, but I believe that wraps it up for this week. Um, on the show, want to give uh, podcast shout-outs. To podcasts that I listen to every week and you should be listening to. Shout-out to Don Tony Kevin Castle Show. They go live on Mixler Monday nights right after Raw at 11 p.m. Shout out to Wrestling Soup. They go live on Mixler Thursday nights at 9.30. Shout out to Saw Monster Sounds Off. His new episodes go up Sunday afternoon. Shout out to Suplex Seed Limits. Their new episodes go up Saturday afternoons. Shout out to Get in the Corner. Yuck Nasty Dog Baby. They go live on Mixler Wednesday nights at 9.30. Shout out to WNC Super Party. They go live on Mixler Thursday nights right after Wrestling Soup. Shout out to the Trademark Show with Tyler. His new episodes normally go up uh, Saturday or Sunday. Shout out to the Inhuman Experience, Bobby Blades and Bobby Anthem. Shout out to the Transcontinental Project. They go live on Mixler Tuesday nights. 10.15 Eastern, 9.15 Central. Shout out to Dirt Sheet Dudes. They go live on Mixler at about 9.30. And shout out to Wrestling OD. Their new episodes normally go up uh, Thursday or Friday, something like that. But you can find them uh, wherever you find your normal podcast. So yeah, that wraps it up for this episode. Appreciate you all listening. 
I'll be back here same time next week. So until then, take care guys.